You are now listening to The Forefront Radio, where we discuss history, the Bible, the history of the Israelites, science, and other matters. Bring it out. The history of the blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans as it relates to the Bible. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen and heard as you listen to The Forefront Radio. Telling jokes, get up off the ropes, start fighting back. Boots on the ground, and shot rack in the city of town. Teaching Christ is black, they losing sleep, insomniac. Wake up, alarm went off. Prophets of God, opposite of soft. All these haters sit around and scoff. Work of the Lord, never be put on pause. Be down for the cause if you wanna go home. Put down your sins, tell them leave you alone. Tie your loose ends, and you can see the throne. Then you reap, seize you sown. And we own, we on the rise. My brothers, God's in disguise. My sisters, daughters, and kings, we taking over. They know what it means. It's time for the rise. It's time for the rise. You don't believe me, just open your eyes. Gathering up all the flocks, see growing. That water's flowing, part of the drip, it's part of the blessing. I'm good, no stressing. God got me, I'm riding forever. Forever and ever, you know the plan. Got to endure, boots on the ground, that gospel on tour. Kicking it raw, I know it get hard. They hate when you're right, I'm still in the light. Shout out the leadership, doing it right. All of my haters, I tell them good night. I type up a post, I hold up the post. I'm down with the work, we doing the most. I'm seeing the pain, I'm plotting the glory. Pray I do it right, so Christ come back for me. And my bros, hope they coming on with it. All of the saints, you know we got to get it. Growing strong as the clock ticking close. See the truth on approach Been too long, we've been down at the bottom Every hood done turned into Gotham Ain't no Batman, but bet they be robbing and killing and stealing and getting lit So we out in the ghettos and towns and cities to wake up the remnant This the life of an Israelite Keep the laws and the faith of Christ You can live or die twice Repent or die, better get your life It's time for the rise You don't believe me, just open your eyes Gathering up all the flocks, see growing that water's flowing, part of the drip, it's part of the blessing. I'm good, no stressing. God got me, I'm riding forever, forever and ever, yeah. This world is such a, um, and when I say this world, I mean it. I don't mean in an ideal sense. I mean in uh, every day, every little thing you do. It's such a, gimme, gimme, gimme. Everybody back off. You know, everybody's like, you taught that from school, everywhere. Big business, if you want to be successful, you want to be like Trump. Gimme, 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 push, 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 step, 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 crush, crush, crush. That's how it all is. And it's like, nobody ever stopped. Just, you know, I feel like instead of us just being like, slavery's bad, slavery's there, bad whitey, bad whitey. I mean, all right, let's stop that. And everybody's smart enough to know that, I mean, we've been slighted and we want ours. And I don't mean by like, uh, ours, 40 acres and a mule, because we're past that. 
but we need help. I mean, for us to be on our own two feet, us meaning youth or us meaning black people, whatever you want to take it for, for us to be on our own two feet, we do need help because we have been here. We have been a good friend. If you want to make it a relationship type thing, we have been there and now we deserve our payback. It's like you got a friend that you don't never look out for. You know, you dressed up in jewels. Now America's got jewels and they got, they paid and everything and they lending money to everybody except us. And it's like, you know, everybody need a little help on, on their way to being, you know, self-reliant. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole thing about the album, about the Special Olympics. Everybody need a little something and they to be independent. No independent person just grew up and was born independent. You worked and you learned teamwork and you learned cooperation and unity and struggle and then you became independent. And we have to teach that and instill that. And why is it that they want to do that? I mean, if this is truly a melting pot in the country where we care about and Lady Liberty got a hand like this, she really loves us, then we really need to be like that. And it needs to be the black kids. If there's a, a white person who got money, then you need to help them. He need to help black kids, Mexican kids, Korean kids, whatever. But it needs to be real. And it needs to be before we all die and then you say, oh, I made a mistake. We should have gave them some money. We really should have helped these folks. It's going to be too late. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when you got to pay your own karma. And that's when God make you punish. When, you, when God punishes you. Because I feel like, you know, it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. If they earned it, then I, then I think that that's good and I, I think that they deserve it. But even if you earned it, you still owe. Because look at me, I'm not, I don't have that mega money, but I feel guilty walking by somebody. I, I got to give them some mail. And if I know I got $3,000 in my pocket, I feel like it's wrong to give that person a quarter or a dollar. It's wrong. Only you know what you got in your pocket. And that's wrong. No matter what they do, if they take it and drink it, they take it and drink it. But, I mean, you got you understand? And we all know how hard it is, and it's not about if you good or you bad. So since it's not about if you good or you bad, we know that because he don't got, don't mean he was bad. Or don't mean he's a criminal, or don't mean he's crazy, or a drug addict, or none of that. It just means he don't got. And ain't it bad that you got 30, I mean, can you imagine somebody having $32 million? 32. $32 million. And this person has nothing? And you can sleep? You can still go to the movies about, I mean, I mean, and then these, these are the type of people that get humanitarian awards. Millionaires. How can they be humanitarians by the fact that they're millionaires and there's so many poor people shows how unhumane they are. You know what I'm saying? And that, that bugs me. Not saying that when I'm never going to be rich and I'm never, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying it's a struggle and I think everybody deserves. And I think there's a way to pay these people. I think there is a way. It just takes to be revolutionary. And it takes to, to do something out of the ordinary. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that if we just said, okay, 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 okay. I got an idea. No more porno buildings. You know what I'm saying? Let's build houses. Or no more polo games. Let's build houses for poor people. You know what I'm saying? Or, look, okay, I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion. But can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why well, have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. 
It don't. And then these people celebrate Christmas. They got big trees, huge trees, all the little trimmings. Everybody got gifts, and it's my starving. And they're having a white Christmas. They're having a great Christmas, eggnog and the whole nine. That's not fair to me. Yeah. 
interested in interracial housing we don't want your neighborhood we want ours to be just as good see we don't want a store in your neighborhood we don't want you coming in our neighborhood and open up stores and exploiting us and then go home and throw a bomb if we move next door out in the suburbs we don't want your schools but we want our schools to be the highest and the best possible for our black progeny see what people don't understand we are saying and we're not asking you see the die is cast as i said we're not asking we're saying this is the way it's going to be uh, the young lady from winnetka has stated that uh she saw during the marches which she participated in people who were full of fear and hatred. Mr. Lucas has said that the American Negro is either going to be free or he's going to be dead. Now you get this straight. You can kill all the black folks you want to, baby, but you will not kill the freedom of black folks. It's coming. We're going to get it. We fought in every one of your damn lousy wars, baby, and you give us nothing. Now the war is going to be here. Because we're going to be free. Now, you kill all you want to, but we kill too. I don't agree with the moderator nor Reverend Robinson that we want some kind of agreement. We want agreement by which we can live or die. You choose. If you won't listen to me when I make an appeal for the Negroes because you have no concern for the Negroes, listen to me when I make an appeal for America. You claim you love America. Well, we love America. But you are driving us back and you are making a Samson out of us and we are going to pull down the pillar. Should you try to pretend that I'm crazy because I want America to be saved? And then you think we have no right to ask for something? Is it too much to ask you to grant us human dignity? Should we be put down and shot to death for this request? If so, you can aim your guns. What the hell do you think we care about dying if you're gonna deny us the right to live? You know, this, this, this revolution is filled with so many ironies, really. Uh, first you tell us that it is manly to keep your word, all right? If you are a man, you keep your word. And now all of the black people in this country are demanding, and even the black people in the whole world are demanding, is that you keep your word. You told us we were free. Well, then show us that we're free. You told us that there is justice, equality for all in this country. Well, then stick to your word and let us see the justice and equality for all. Or else admit to us that you're not a man. You're a worm. You're afraid of us. You're afraid to give us equal stand. 
You're afraid that if you give us equal ground that we will match you and we will override you. And if that's what you're afraid of us, then, then tell us that just what you're afraid of. But don't keep hiding it from us and, and holding this up to us and every time we ask you for something, you give us a little bit of something and it's all tokenism. We don't want tokenism. And there are most black men in this world that don't want charity. And yet still every time we ask you for something, you give us a little piece, a little piece. You're playing games with us. We're not children. We're, we're big men. I've seen my father have to put up with all kinds of stuff. He was a big man. He raised a family. He went down south and he had to go around to the back door with his wife. We're not asking for anything. We're not asking for any favors. All we want is what's ours. Now there are many black veterans who are coming back and they're mad, they're angry. Do you think that they're going to sit down through this? Our fathers didn't have the knowledge that we had. They sat through it. But there are other black youth that are not going to sit through it. We know about Che, we know about uh, Fannin. We've read the books of our revolution. We've listened to Mao and his quotations. We know where we stand. We're not going to sit for it. We're asking, and if we ask and we don't get, we're prepared to stand up and take it. If I ask a man, I tell a man I am hungry. I tell him I am cold. And I ask him to do something about my condition. And this man holds a loaf of bread right in front of me so I can see it. And I keep asking him, I'm begging him to please give me a slice of the loaf of bread. I am hungry then it is known by every psychologist that the next step in the progression is I am going to knock them upside the head and take the bread from them. I'm not going to starve to death. All we're asking, no one wants to see blood. No one likes the smell of blood. No one wants war. Anyone who's been in war doesn't want war. Everyone knows what it is to see the inside of a man's gut hanging out and see your friends die, see relatives die. No one wants to regress back to the state of mind where you have to think it's all for the cause therefore my mother has to die my wife has to die my brothers and sisters have to die no one wants that but you're pushing us to it you're leaving us no choice we're asking we're begging the students up at columbia they ask the brothers down south ask the brothers in latin america the brothers in africa they're all asking all they're doing is asking. Our fathers asked. Our grandfathers asked. The presidents of our universities, our colleges had to go to your back doors to beg that their children be given just enough money so that they could be taught something to live off. And, and yet still, they ask and ask and ask and you refuse to give them anything. Now, we're, all, we're just about out of patience. We're not going to ask anymore. The news media says that it's only the young that are militant, only the young that want this and want that. Okay, but we're 40% of the black population now. Or we were a year ago and still yet we're climbing. Before long we'll be 50%, 55%, then we'll have the command. We're not going to take it. We're not going to take sitting in, in rotten parks and in, in, in places that just aren't fit for living. We're not going to take it. There's a limit to a man's patience, and everyone knows that God, Christ, heaven, everyone knows that what we're asking is not a million dollars. What we're asking for is humanity. We're asking to be allowed to live like human beings.
And God, you tell us that this is too much to ask. You're sick. You're definitely sick. How can you tell me that it's too much to ask to be a human being? Why am I mad? You know, white people ask me, why am I so angry? And, you know, I don't have any answer for him because it would be ridiculous for me to answer him because he couldn't understand anyway, obviously, because he asked me the question. The 400 years that I've existed there, three years, you know, three generations within my own family, why don't you know what I'm like? What is it so new in 1968 or, you know, in the 60s that you've got to learn? Because my grandfather was born, you know, he's 90. My mother was ready for integration. You know, she's middle-class Negro. Now, all of a sudden, you come to me, and you, you say, you know, uh, communicate with me. Hell, I've been here all the time. And we've been Where were you? Communicate. <clears throat> now, what do I have to say to you? The most advanced nation in the world. It has to be resolved. It has to be resolved because I want my children to have an answer. If not me, I personally prefer that I have an answer. You know, I don't have, you know, I, I like to think I don't have my lifetime to waste on this. Most people say, if you don't like it here, get out. That's, that's for spineless people. Spineless bastards who don't want to fight for what they believe in. Well, I'm staying here because I was born here, and I am going to fight for my freedom. And before I have kids, I am going to make sure that this damn United States deserves the existence of my kids because I will not rest until this, until every Sunday school is safe for my kids so that they won't get killed or beaten up like those kids down in Mississippi in 1966. That is going to stop or else I'll be dead. Either one. You white folks have have either one of two choices. Give me my damn freedom or kill me. Because I am tired of sitting by being an Uncle Tom or a house Negro-like Booth and Wilkins those two guys are not Negroes. They're white people with man-tan, that's all. They don't speak for us. They have, have found their way in, in, into the white man's house, the white man's establishment, and they are not a, a about to make waves, but I, I, I am, because I am not going to take seeing my kids walking to a newly integrated school and getting their heads whipped in by grown men, because if that happens to my kids, there are going to be a lot of damn dead white folks, and, 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 and I mean a lot, because I am not going to take this junk no, no more. The days of step and fetch it are dead. The days of the plaque face, big wide-eyed 
gin-drinking black men are dead. Now we have what is called black consciousness. But why is it that black people don't own the land where they live? White people own that land. We've never been taught property values. You see, we've never been taught property values. I don't own Harlem, for example. Black people don't own Harlem. So who gives a damn whether Harlem burned down or not? How are you going to tell me to love this property that exploits me every day when the average black man in Harlem works the first Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday for a landlord? And on Thursday, he's working for Con Edison. And on Friday, he works for himself. And he's got, a, he's got the day off on Saturday, and he buys him a drink of liquor, and the minute he gets drunk, then a white policeman arrests him, takes him in a white court, and takes his money for two other weeks and he goes in debts for the rest. And he goes to a white landlord, goes to a white pawn shop, or else he goes to, goes to another white loan shop to keep living on credit to pay off the white man, and he's paying taxes and profits and vacation pay for white people. So the average black man ain't got nothing to lose by anything that he does. And this is what the white man better understand. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. Simple. That's A, B, C. Or it's one, two, three, anywhere you go. There's no need to asking me why these black people burning down these buildings out here. Hell, they got a positive answer, and people are not as dumb as people would think. But all the brilliant white psychiatrists and psychologists, you've been able to find a damn path to the moon, but you ain't been able to find one goddamn path one mile up the street. Maybe you better take time with this, all this unique ability to find all these scientific discoveries that you've got to learn how to find your way into men's hearts and the men's minds. Let me put it to you this way. We are proud of being black and of our black heritage, but white America does not accept the concept that this is a multiracial society. It has never accepted the fact that there are black people, brown people, yellow people here alongside them. They've always looked upon America as being white. And hence, all of its propaganda is directed at us to convince us that somehow or the other we must become white before they will accept us. The problem is the standard for discussion is set by the whites. That, and a lot of Negroes now don't want to accept that standard anymore. They want to, they say, it's, I, I, we're going to have our own standard. I think that the hookup comes if you can develop a whole new standard where whites and Negroes can have a dialogue. Not either one of those are acceptable anymore. I mean, whites aren't going to accept Negro standards, and Negroes no, want, no longer want to be white. So that the clear thing is to develop a whole new standard, and then everybody move toward that so, they, so there can be some kind of dialogue. You know, from a child up, I always, at first, I wanted to be white, you know, because my family was 20 of us, six girls and 14 boys. We would make 50 and 60 bales of cotton, gather all that cotton, and we wouldn't have food in the wintertime. So I figured then the white people must be right. But as I got older, I said, no, it's something wrong. And if I ever get a chance, I'm going to do something about it. I'm thinking about in terms of a better and a greater world for all people. And we can't do that by me in one corner doing what I can do to hurt you and you in the other corner doing the same thing against me. So you go ahead and vote. So what? So you vote for a senator. And the senator's constituency is either lobbyists or lobbyists who represent big business or lobbyists who represent him, himself. So, what's, so what? So you can vote. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of shuffling of papers. 
But in terms of the, the plight of the black man in this country, there's been no perceptible change. Primarily because the white man has no reason to. He enjoys the highest standard of living. His government uh, enjoys dominance in world affairs. Why should he turn to me now and say, I want to share part of my good fortune with you? He has no reason to. I think there's going to be violence, see, because there already has been. I mean, when people try to free themselves, they kill Negroes in the South all the time. The Negro man has been emasculated and destroyed by that, by the fact that every time he stood up, he got just snuffed out right there. So I don't think there's any question but that there's going to be violence and brutality. But my attitude is that, is that the brutality and the violence shouldn't become the reason that you want to be free. But that's a very personal thing, the freedom is. See, the question isn't what is freedom to me, it's what price freedom because sometimes the price that you pay for freedom is the very thing that makes you a slave again. That's what I think happened in Russia in 1917. But I know that there's going to be violence. I mean, I think it gets blurred, especially the individual, if I face you violently. See, who knows where that violence began? See, I mean, I might, if I face you with a gun and you got, I got orders to kill you and you got orders to kill me, then we can't really deal with each other. Well, you're, you're a target and I'm a target. So you can't really talk about that. But you have to, you can talk about the larger thing, the much more universal thing. The reason that you're there, see, is really not to kill, but to free. Let us take a look at Harlem, 1964, when approximately 20 Molotov cocktails were exploded in Harlem. And in 1965, in August, in Watts, Los Angeles, 2,000 Molotov cocktails were exploded. I think that we are developing a, a more sophistication, and I think in the next uprising, and I suspect it will probably come through either in Washington, D.C. or in an, another unnamed uh, city, uh, where you're going to find 5,000 Molotov cocktails used. On my way to Washington, feeling mighty sad, thinking about an income that I never had. Everybody's got a right to live. Everybody's got a right to live. Long time ago, 
We got the juice, we got the juice. Cut up a heathen, no blood on my boots. Cut up a heathen, no blood on my boots. We got the juice, we got the juice, we got the we got the juice. Cut up a heathen, no blood on my boots. Can't call me Toby Joe, ain't my roots. Still on the boob, I got milk on my tooth. Still on the boob. Stay in your place, but stay in your lane. I follow some elders that change up the game. Brothers be blocked, they leaving the stain. Watch what you say, put respect on my name, put respect on my team. Them angels got beams. Move like I lean in the spiritual ring. Find you a precept, I'm quicker than being. Only five nine, but spirit y'all mean. Pull up in chairs, scream like Harriet. Brothers be faking, little Judas is scaring. I keep a nice weapon unless it's a carry The crib and the king that look like the mirror Calling out prophecy, letting them loose Chariots coming, we chunking the deuce Feeling like David, I'm feeling the funk Teacher and reader get spiritually jumped Power like Sesame, I'm absolute handsome We taking the kingdom, don't look for no ransom Don't look for no mercy, don't look for no freedom This is your hell, but this is my kingdom Tables gonna turn, but shut up and learn Top of the mountain, that's where we sojourn Dapping with angels, they don't look like babies Angels kill armies, boys, you crazy? We got the juice, we got the juice We got the juice, we got the juice We got the juice, we got the juice, we got the juice we got the. I get my garments from Sister Amina. The fam getting tight like Pam and Gina. We love to see one in the streets, my arena. They keep getting beat, they remind me of Tina. Keep getting mad, the heathens be raging. I stay with an army, little boy, we ain't playing. I got commandments and have to go sand. Like, who the hell talking, boy? Come get your mans. Pull up my pants and throw in my garment. No dancing like niggas, we warring like spurns. They doing their job like Tommy from Martin. Name on the roster, 144 starting. Name in the credits, we putting in work. Look in that venue, you see purple shirt. Look on their face, you can see that they hurt. Some vessels be diamonds, some vessels be dirt. Niggas be watching the way that we Move. They acting like heathens, they come kiss the shoes All of my brothers got something to prove Losing your mind if you think we gonna lose Stay with the 12, what the hell is a crew? This is the secret return of the Jews This is the secret return of the Jews We got the juice, we got the, we got the juice We got the juice, we got the juice, we got the juice We got the juice, we got the juice Cut up your heathen, no blood on my boots We got the juice, we got the juice, we got the juice We got the, we got the, we got the juice